And you're listening to A Different Tech, where two black women talk tech. How are you doing, Shoyo? I'm doing good. I'm glad that we've finally been able to do this. Uh, This is like (laughs) a brainchild during quarantine that never happened. And we're still here. So it's happening regardless. We're thriving. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, we actually wanted to record this for a few months, but never got around to it. But we're here. We're present. We're ready. And we're excited. We Um, are. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So just to introduce the show, like we said, this is a different tech. And we are two black women in the technology industry. Kind of a dearth of podcasts from people of color or women for that matter. It should be interesting. We have a lot of episodes planned. Um, We have thought about this for way too long. So it's good (laughs) to kind of get this going. Yes. Our notion board is full (laughs) so yeah execute y'all um so shari do you want to do a quick intro my name is ademu shoyo awoshika olumo i'm a senior software engineer i work in new york city i love to travel do yoga and run what about you nicole i'm glad you asked um i'm nicole daniels i'm a software engineer in the new york city metro area I like to skateboard, I like to draw, I like to make music, a lot of random hobbies. Um, and fun fact, Shoyo and I actually went to college together. We did. And she graduated a year before me. And then we went to an event, saw each other, and we're here today. Yeah, it was fate. We meant to, yes. we were meant to meet. We were very Again. excited. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yes, the stars aligned for this podcast to happen. Exactly. We have a great podcast topic for y'all today. Very relevant. Um, We'll be discussing the murder of George Floyd in the revive push to combat racism in the tech industry. Yeah. So let's just let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's start. Just to recap, in June, a man named George Floyd was tragically suffocated by police on video in Minnesota, and that kicked off a lot of protests in the U.S. and even internationally. Yeah, and we were also seeing, like, a lot of stories that happened before uh, that event that happened in June with Breonna Taylor. Um, There were protests in Kentucky. There have been protests in New York. Um, Really just highlighting the stories that not only got shown, but the stories that like never got told. Exactly. And you see in some action, some cities, police departments, but again, it's a long road for equality. Yeah. So, I mean, we like police brutality isn't something that's brand new, but I think that this particular moment, um, especially during the pandemic, where it's like black people are already disproportionately being affected by the coronavirus due to our flawed healthcare system. And it's like, what else? Like, we can't even like be <laughs> healthy. We can't even like go and like just live our basic day to day lives without worrying if like this is going to be the day that we are going to be killed. And it's not even like it's children that are being killed at the hands of police. It's adults. It's women. It's, 
it's trans people, it's everyone. Um, and I think that it really just showed that like people are just really fed up. Like I think people are really just kind of like over it. And it's interesting because in this moment, I feel like companies were starting to kind of be like, oh crap, like like companies woke up, you know? Like I finally, feel like I mean people- <laughs> we've been saying for years. Yeah. Like even companies at a greater scale but even just people where it's like oh my god racism exists and we're like yes yeah i'm telling you this right like the amount of messages and things that i've gotten like not even just from people in the united states but like outside of the united states that were just like oh like i'm so sorry that everything that's been going on and it's just like this has been my whole life. Like I grew up in Texas. Like one Girl, of the probably, been new. like you know what I mean. Like racism is not new. Like subtle, blatant, whatever. Like it's already been happening. Um, and so it was just interesting to kind of see how like the world was really just kind of like, oh no, like we're fed up. Like things need to happen. Change needs to be made. And that's not to negate the people who are already trying to do the work. Like Black Lives Matter started years before these George Floyd incidents. But it just so happened that in June of 2020, suddenly you have all of these companies that are like, oh, we stand with Black Lives. Like, we're going to support Black Lives. We're going to pledge to do this and pledge to do that. Um, So it was very like, I think it even made it more like jarring to watch. Like, I feel like... I just couldn't do my data. Like, I couldn't be a good employee knowing everything that has just been happening and, like, just seeing just the utmost of, like, people just kind of all pouring out and all, like, just, like, we need to do something collectively. Yeah, and also the political climate where this is recorded after the election, but approaching the election in the U.S., Whereas a lot of political drama going on, situations being politicized, um, and just there were curfews in New York, even though none of the protests were particularly violent. So just a very weird time, but a time that I think needed to happen and people need to really open their eyes to, hey, like there are inequalities in the U.S. Black lives do matter. And speaking of that, like the Black Lives Matter movement, I feel was villainized before that event. And everyone's like, oh, my God, they do matter, which is annoying, to say the least. But yeah, to say I'm glad that people are coming around (laughs) finally. (laughs) Definitely. But at the same time, like, I think this also shed light, like, while everyone was all like Black Lives Matter, like we need to do something, we need to take action. We were also able to see that, you know, some companies, some people were, it's all for show, you know. Um, Black Lives Matter was trendy for some people. We saw the people that had the the black squares, you know. But when it came time to really, like, pull up, they weren't pulling up. Like, they weren't doing anything. They They were really just like, oh, like, I don't wanna get involved. Like, I think we've passed the point where, like, politics is something that you can really be neutral in when like you had someone who wasn't president who was clearly not neutral at all like the most polarizing person I feel like I've ever experienced in my life being president of the United States yeah it's crazy I mean January 20th cannot come soon enough honestly honestly (laughs) yeah well I do appreciate friends 
and people who came out and asked how I was doing. My parents, their neighbor, baked them bread, which is nice. That is so uh, nice. People show, yeah. So people coming together are showing that we care about you, we see you. And I'm not saying like any of my friends who came and asked how I was are bad or, um, yeah, it's yeah. unappreciated. Right, exactly, for sure. I think it's just really like, it's more so that a lot of people came, but when it actually became time to like do the work, um, and even like if we want to like go back to the election, it's like, okay, we had this Black Lives Matter movement. Everyone was like, we support Black Lives. But then when we look at the election results, do y'all? <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> do you really? I don't Where'd know. Where'd you go? <laughs> yeah so it's a little deflating tech you know something we're involved in very different responses so what what are your thoughts on company reactions to blm or george floyd i mean i think that a lot of companies at least the outward people on social media were like we're pledging this we're highlighting this we're doing this which is all really great like it's all great to kind of um especially working on like software products that like millions of people are using and interacting with on a day-to-day life like it's important that like the black users that are using this especially if they're using it to amplify their businesses or to kind of build better systems for themselves are getting the recognition and are getting the opportunity to do stuff because software is not cheap like to build software (laughs) and like a lot of these SaaS products like they're not cheap at all so I think on the one hand it was good but on the other hand it's like let's not pretend that racism doesn't exist within the workplace itself like when you have black people who are coming in at a lower level just because of whatever the person who was recruiting them or hiring them and then they don't have the opportunities to kind of move up in the work in the workplace as well that's a prime example of racism and bias in the workplace like let's not pretend that i like we have not even experienced our own biases and racism just because of the color of our skin and our gender as well and it's like i think a lot of companies wanted to kind of show off and be like yeah, like we care, but did any company really like do the work internally? Like how many black people are you hiring? How many black people that are on your board? And not just the DEI people, which is like very important, but I feel like to me seeing like where are the black CTOs? Where are the black COOs or the CFOs of these tech companies that are proudly claiming, "Oh yes, like diversity, like we care about our black people." But you have what? Five percent black people in your company yeah or even managers at kind of a lower level yeah where if everyone is in support or somewhere else i mean it's great but where's the higher level representation yeah and i think also like as software engineers i think it's like an even different demographic because it's like one thing to have black people in tech but like or black people within the tech space because tech is so broad like you can be in marketing for a tech company you can be in HR for a tech company you can be in uh I don't know 
finance <laughs> finance or a tech company um and but like for software engineers like it's very very few and far in between and i think the software engineering experience and at least from what i've experienced is something so different than i think other black people in tech feel um and i feel like that in itself or being questioned about my ideas or like the code that i'm writing is like just it's so much more and it's like the pay gap is still real not only racially but gender wise as well or even intersectionally as well so i think that while it's cute to be like yes we support black lives publicly like what are you guys doing internally like i have yet to really like see a company and I know there are companies that I think Buffer actually does like a really good job of like posting their diversity stats and even though it is low they're being very transparent about that um but I just think that more work still needs to be done and it has to be everyone has to care like it's not something that just the DNI people or just the black employee resource groups, like everyone in order to like actually make the workplace a better workplace for people in tech need to care. And I think that that's what is missing in a lot of these tech companies is like you only have a handful of folks who are trying to do the work that really everyone in the workplace needs to do. Yeah, and you especially need help from the top of the company mm-hmm. to provide the resources, to provide the hiring, to provide the space, just to even get this work done. Right. Because if the top really isn't committed to this, it's likely to fail. Exactly. And also on the flip side, we also have tech companies that don't really care at all and have made it very clear that they don't care at all. In my opinion, like I saw um, a tweet from I think the CEO of Coinbase who was basically like, we're not getting involved in the politics like we're just here to to do the job. We're just here to code. And it was just like a lot of like he's saying what a lot of people are thinking like a lot of these VCs, CEOs and things like that are thinking. And he even like doubled down or they even doubled down when black people at the company were speaking out and talking about the racism that they've experienced, like at the workplace. And they released a public statement that was like, no, that didn't happen. We take those matters very seriously when it's like you just said that you didn't really care at all. And I think that if anything, this uh, Black Lives Matter movement and how companies have handled diversity or when it comes to talking about diversity or when it comes to um, make increasing their diversity and inclusion numbers, like this has determined what kind of company I want, like I would want to work for. Um, and it's like if you don't have the stats, if you don't have the thing like if you don't have the numbers like don't talk to me like I don't I don't have it in me because it's like you see you see me as someone who is visibly black and visibly a woman like there's no way that I'm gonna like you if you're reaching out to me or if you're asking me questions about what it is like being 
a black woman who's a software engineer, like you better care. Otherwise, why are we having this conversation? Because it's we're past this point of needing people who just buy the books and encourage other people to read the books. Like we need people who are not only just reading them, but are actually trying to implement them into their day to day life and empowering their teams and encouraging strongly their teams to do the same. Yeah. And how are you supposed to do your best work if you don't feel comfortable in your environment? Where if there are a lot of microaggressions, I can't do my best work because I'm stressed. So if you want the best workers, you need to have a good workplace, which people don't understand. It's like, if you don't feel comfortable, you're not going to do your best work. You're not going to get the best output out of employees. Yeah, I was like, I'm thinking like, I think it was a lot easier to compartmentalize when we had other things going on. Like when we did have like, I could just go to work, do my job, leave work and go do whatever else or go deal with whatever else. But now like you can't like my identity is at stake here. Like parts of my being are at risk, you know, and it's like I'm more than just this software engineer who comes to work every day and completes these Jira tickets and keep it moving. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, it's either you're going to, companies need to be willing to accept that and understand that in the same way that you accept and understand when people have family issues. Like you need to accept and understand when people have racial issues that are really affecting their day-to-day life. Also, I'm glad you brought up the Coinbase incident because it kind of gets to the common beliefs of tech where, oh, it's a meritocracy, which I don't believe in because it's normally these founders knew someone who knew someone else, where if you're not in that circle, you don't have that access. And a funny joke I heard was, I think maybe Sarah Cooper did a comic about this, but the founder was saying, oh, our employees are so diverse. They all went to different Ivy League colleges where it's like, okay, but there are many different types of diversity, racial diversity, socioeconomic diversity, gender diversity, um, LGBTQ inclusion. Yeah. And I think it's like, um, like when you think when I think what companies really need to do is like when they think of diversity, like who exactly are they trying to target? Like, are you just trying to get more women? If you're trying to get more women, that's your business. You know what I mean? But if you're truly trying to get more black people into your organization, like that's a whole different thing. And I also like to your point, like accessibility is like such a a big thing. Like, I feel like if there's any industry that has so much gatekeeping and so much like you need to know someone to know someone to know someone it is really the tech industry like the amount of people who are like ceos or on boards are all people that kind of like know people who know people who know people and it's like none of these people are or very few people are actually really doing the work to kind of like strengthen that pipeline which is like so different to what I feel like my core values are like I feel like if I'm already at like this top exact level like there better be other people who look like me right behind ready to take my place or ready to jump onto their next level and it's like why why don't people think that and it's I think really it's just because like 
they never had to care. Like people were able to be successful without having to care about other people. Whereas like, I feel like in my experience, like that isn't really the case. Like, I feel like I'm always making sure as I'm going through what could be like uncharted territory um, is like, all right, like, what can I learn from this to like, at least kind of share and so that other people don't have to go through the same thing. Like, I don't want to always be the only black person in a room. Like, I don't want to always be the only black software engineer. I don't want to be the only black woman software engineer. Like, I want to see more people that look like me doing what I'm doing and also killing it at the same time. Yeah, I totally agree. When I was in high school and I wanted to pursue computer science, I was scared because I don't see anyone who looks like me either in the industry or also media representation is very important where even if it's a fictional show if you don't see yourself at all you can just think oh hey like I guess people like me don't do that um even though obviously Black Panther fictional movie but a lot of girls Mm -hmm. were encouraged by Shuri where she's this very smart tech person if the Black Panther movie brings a lot of girls into tech, black girls into tech. I mean, that's great where you have that representation somewhere where you can say, oh, yeah, maybe I can do this. So just from the beginning, it's. I feel like a lot of. Sources telling, you no. Unless, oh, I can do this, which I think it's great now compared to when I was growing up. There's a huge push for women in tech, um, black people in tech. But you really do need that representation for yourself, whoever you are. Exactly. Like, I feel like seeing other people winning either alongside of you or ahead of you or behind you is only going to motivate people even more. And I think that when you have companies that are being like so insensitive when they put out different types of content or different types of offerings, out there it's like that's why you need diversity like that's why you need people to be in these rooms being like huh have you thought about this have you actually really checked to see if this was a really good idea um but when you have everyone who looks like you making these decisions then you're not going to get that at all yeah reminds me of those commercials that are just like so off color and i'm like how did no one catch this? Yeah. Like, this is obviously going to be a problem. And it's like, oh, release. Right. Like, what happened here? And it's like, I'm sure this had to go through multiple approvals. And yet, <laughs> you still <laughs> Everyone's said like, this That's is okay. great. Love it. <laughs> Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's this tweet where it was by Letitia Bird on Twitter. And it says, Black women are over-mentored and under-sponsored. We need to be seen by people in the organization that have leverage and access not just given a mentor. But like, I feel like that is so like that. I think that's the key thing. Like, I think that like companies are always like, oh, we'll give you a mentor and it'll be great. And they'll help you like guide you into the the company. And it's like, yes, they will probably provide you like a way of like knowing the ins and outs of working at said company. But like, what about getting the opportunities to grow your career? Like, who are those people? Because that's different. Like, are they in the room for promotions or major decisions where, oh, I mean, maybe 
Shoya would be great for this role. Or do they have the power to help you? And I don't mean, I don't think she's saying that you shouldn't have mentors. Yeah. Like they're great. But people who will help you in this job and outside of the job. Are even more impactful, I think. Yeah, and to elevate. Yeah. Where it's more someone to uplift you than someone to encourage you give you advice yeah because I think when I think of mentorship it's like you really are just helping them kind of being like okay like they're coming to you with this problem you're kind of sharing your experience on this problem and how like they can navigate said problem but you can have all the mentors in the world but if none of those mentors are in the room when it comes time for those like opportunities then that's not helpful at all um in terms of elevating and growing your career and I feel like a lot of times that really does happen with black people where it's like yeah like I know all of these people um and people know me but do they are they able to speak about what I'm doing from day to day are they able to kind of get me to that next level are they able to hand me my next opportunity because I feel like a lot of times when you hear and I think I, I definitely tweeted this one time where I was like, I find that white men. Everyone go follow Shoya. Senior uh, <laughs> This is an ad. <laughs> uh, where it's like, I find that the advice that white men give when it comes to career growth is so unrelatable. It's just so like, that would never happen. Like, you're telling me that everyone just gets tapped on the shoulder and then suddenly they're like senior vice president of Instagram like I don't I don't understand like I really like that can't relate and it's just like I have yet to and granted I have not met everybody but like in my own personal life like I feel like hearing people's like career growth stories um very few of them are there things where I can really like take something from and be like okay this is what I need to do in order to make sure I have to go like I can go into this next level it's almost as if I'm navigating it based on what feels right to me and thankfully I guess it's worked out very well but yeah, like yeah, it's doing very well y'all <laughs> now but at the same time like that shouldn't be the case for everyone like not everyone and it took a while for me to even get to this point where it's like all right like I know my stuff you know what I mean like I know what I'm doing I know what I stand for I know what I want and like for the people who don't have that like it's just riddled with so much disappointment. It's like, I've I've been there. Like, it sucks. It sucks when you don't really have anyone to really navigate. And you're just like, oh, well, I'm just going to see what happens, you know? Like, Get it's just wing not it. Let's it. see what happens. Yeah. Like you're saying, where a lot of things where if I tried to do the same thing Mark Zuckerberg did, like, I would not have made it. Like, I just don't have that leeway in society to kind of act that way. Or even, like, taking it down a little bit not on Mark Zuckerberg yeah I know but just like (laughs) even just like doing work right like I feel like as black people not only do you have to do the work you also have to let people know that you're doing the work and you have to kind of constantly be like having all of this visibility whereas like I feel like my white counterparts don't have to do that like I feel like they're able to kind of like just do the work and let the work speak for themselves that's why it's also important to have representation where kind of someone that's I guess when mentoring is good mm-hmm. when it's someone in a similar situation where okay like I did a b c d I think you can do that as well 
and this was my path, where of course everyone's path is different, but kind of having that blueprint that might be doable for you is helpful. Yeah. But just the general mentorship where it's like, that's great, but it's either A, not applicable to me, or B, I'm still stuck on this level. How do I get to a higher level? Right. Or if it's like, especially if it's like, did you do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're telling me what to do, but like, did you have to do Was that? Was this executed this way? Yeah. Jeez. Like, I don't think, I think that's why, I think that's why I think we started this podcast really to just kind of be like, look, we've been there and we're still there in some aspects and like, it's going to be okay. And like, hopefully in like sharing our stories and sharing like more black people kind of sharing their stories, like it'll give people this way of really like knowing that there are different ways to succeed or they'll at least find a person's path who they can really identify with and know like what they need to do or have a good rough blueprint on what to do next. Our question of this week is why should black people get into tech? I feel like we talked a lot about the frustrations and just like the work that still needs to be done within the tech industry. But like for the listeners out here who are still trying to break into tech and we hopefully haven't scared them away. Yeah, we hope no one leaves this podcast thinking, oh, no, tech is not for me. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> it is. It's still not our is. goal. Yes. <laughs> um, but in your opinion, why? Like, why should a black person go into tech? Yeah, just to emphasize what you said, uh, thinking about a lot of stuff I said, it seemed very negative. But I love tech because of the people a lot of the time. Like, I've met really great people from all walks of life. Some of my best friends have come from some of my jobs that I still talk to to this day from college, um, former coworkers. And we talked about mentorship with the absence of sponsorship. But I have also have had some great mentors that I'm in contact with, are great people. We update each other on our careers. So there are really great people. Of course, in any job, you will encounter awful people you never want to work with again or see again. But people are great. And also, I couldn't see myself doing any other job. I love software engineering because it's creative where you have a problem that maybe doesn't have a solution. And it's very individualized for your company or your project and your task to complete it in any way that you deem fit and you can try to make it efficient or you can try to make it very pretty where it's just, I want to say an art in a way where there are many ways to accomplish it, but how do you want to do it? Yeah, I would definitely agree with all of what you said. I think I've also gotten to encounter some really amazing people um, that if I didn't do this job, I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to. And I think the tech industry does allow you to have a lot of freedom. Like I think that you're able to really craft your 
career in a way that is very unique to you and kind of how you want it to be, which a lot of um, careers um, don't allow you to do that. And I think your growth as a software engineer is very much impact on like how much knowledge uh, you're bringing to the table and how you've learned about things, um, which is so cool. Like, I feel like I get to learn every single day without having to go back to school to learn something for another four years, which is oh, nice. God. <laughs> um, and I think also just like the impact I think that the tech industry has on the world is something so different than what other industries may have. Like you have the ability to work in healthcare. You have the ability to work in finance. You have the ability to work in research. Like there's so many different outlets. And I think it's so cool to be able to do that and to just be able to see people who are working in like the computing space who are just doing some really dope stuff. Yeah, like if you enjoy fashion, you could work at Vogue. Yeah. Or if you like... What's something else? Music creation. Spotify. You can work for Spotify or you can work for Apple. Or really anything you enjoy doing, there's probably a company that needs technology. And also that where the job security mm. is great. Yeah. Of course, people get laid off all the time. But even during this pandemic, a lot of companies are hiring. A lot of recruiters contact us even during these uncertain times. And the higher you get, the more possibilities are open to you. And also location-wise, I mean, Corona kind of made this weird where everyone's remote, but usually you can be, either you can find some jobs that are remote or you gotta move to LA find a job in LA pretty quickly and you can just move. And a lot of times they'll pay for you to move wherever you're going. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause a lot of my engineering friends, I feel like a lot of them, like their manufacturing plants are not in like the cutest locations, but it's like, you know, <laughs> like New York, SF, LA, Atlanta, like those are all nice cities. Um, you will not catch me in the middle of nowhere of Iowa. And I don't have to <laughs> because I work. You don't want to be in a, a cornfield? Don't, actually. Is that a dream of yours? No. No chickens? No chickens. Okay. Oh, maybe. Oh, what about your overalls for your birthday? Hopefully you'll I would wear them. I would. Oh, you would look great, I think. I think so, right? It'd be a look. Okay. A quarantine look. <laughs> a quarantine look. <laughs> I mean, you can't see Stroya, but her hair looks great. Oh, thanks. Zoom doesn't do it justice, unfortunately. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to our podcast this week. It's our first episode, and I really enjoyed it. What did you think, Shoyo? Yeah, this was fun. Um, I was telling Nicole that I was really nervous uh, to record this podcast. So I'm glad. I think we had a good time, and I'm ready for next week's episode. Exactly. And if you want to interact with us in the meantime feel free to tweet at us at a different tech feel free to follow our instagram at a different tech and show you is going to discuss a way that you can interact with us yeah if you liked our question um that we answered 
in this episode, you guys can also submit your questions to a different tech at gmail.com and we'll may answer it live. And um, also be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're listening to this right now. Thank you so much, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye.